Hey, greetings, everybody. Welcome to another episode of The Staredown. It's our weekly sports talk and real estate podcast amongst friends from around the country where we talk sports and a little bit of real estate and sales at the end. Guys, it's episode 222, 222 wow. of the Sports Deuce, Talk Deuce Real Estate Show. How about that, Bill? 222. Pam Greer. Uh, I'm Sean Carpenter. <laughs> What's that? Pam That's Greer. Right. She, she was one of the people on the show, Room 222. Go ahead. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm Sean Carpenter in Columbus, Ohio, joined by Bill Risser down in St. Petersburg, Florida, Todd Meininger up in Cumming, Georgia, and Anthony Malafronte across the bay in Tampa. What's up, boys? Let's go around the horn like usual. Bill, what's going on, man? How's your weekend? How's the weather down in St. Pete this summer day? It's brutally hot still. Brutally hot, brutally humid. Classic, awesome summer thunderstorms in the afternoon. It's been great. And uh, so, yeah, so that's all good. I'm, um, I gotta, I'm traveling to Orlando in the morning to uh, use a video studio to record a video for Shelly Zavitz. How's that sound, Sean? Yeah, so, pretty cool. Yeah, and um, someone you're going to Orlando to record a, a podcast for a girl in Oregon. Fantastic! Uh huh. Yeah, a video. Yeah, a video. A twenty a twenty minute video, and I'll I'll look. This is, we'll have a little bit of real estate up front. I'll, I'll get your advice. Um, it's a twenty minute video, but she wants me to talk about how important it is to put together a team of people as a realtor, a new realtor. How critical is that team? <laughs> Anthony, Sean. hugely critical. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right? It's so, all so, about building relationships, solving problems, and having fun. You need people who can help you do it. It's all about getting up, get up, and, and get up, up, show up, and do the work. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, that too. And listen, whether that's, whether that's structured as a team, like my Tampa agent team, or whether that's structured as an individual like myself who has a team, a manager, a broker, a, you know, a, a marketing team, a title partner, a mortgage partner, a good inspector, yeah. an appraiser. You know, so, yeah. so leveraging that, that team. And, and, you know, listen, I – I don't have a team, but I would consider Bill Risser and, and Anthony Malafronte part of my real estate team. I'd consider Todd Meininger part of my, my mentorship Absolutely. team. Absolutely. You know, so it's, 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 that, I think you got plenty to, I mean, 20 minutes, it sounds like a long time, Bill, but that might not even be enough time to, to not get even, into some of these I, different, you know. Um, that's, I just, it's the, there's a lot of notes here. Yeah. Put a lot of, a lot of three, two, one. <laughs> no. I did, I did say to her, I said, you know, I'm going to cut this in such a way they're going to be smash cuts. She's like, what's a smash cut? I go, it's just kind of where the, you know, someone kind of jumps around a little bit. You know, you can tell there was an edit, but it's kind of cool and it gives a little energy to the video. She's all, all right, I'm in. Um, so um, anyways, that's going to be a lot of fun. And, uh, and then I'm, I'm you know, uh, and then this past weekend was, um, you know, golf and watching a lot of golf and watching a lot of cars go around track. It was great. Yeah. And then count down the days with Anthony to Thursday. <laughs> oh, <that's laughs> but, <better happen. laughs> Well, you know, you, you talk about your heat down there and you're, you know, it's so, uh, it's kind of cliche, but you, you know, you expect it down there. You, you know what you're going to get. Uh, we've been having that brutal, brutal heat wave up here. And so I've been watching the temperatures in St. Pete and in Columbus and Atlanta, and we've been higher than you guys almost every day these last like five or six days. The difference is when you scroll down to the, the humidity, um, this morning we were 75% in the morning and now we're at 47. You guys are still at 74, even though we're hotter than you. Um, our feels like right now as we're recording this 88 and uh, St. Pete uh, is 82 temperature feels like 90. So, you know, and it was, feels like one Oh six earlier today. So it's, yeah. it's, it's hot. It's, it's, I told Anthony this a couple weeks ago, this is the hottest summer for me. It's only my fourth summer in Florida. This is without a doubt the hottest of the four. Just Isn't that the way it's working out. Yeah. It's weird. Good. You know. Good. Todd, what's going on with you, man? It um, feels like 93 here in Cumming, Georgia. I just looked at my uh, weather app. So, um, hot Atlanta, they call it 
that for a reason. Uh, yeah, great, uh, great weekend. Um, Bill, it's similar to you, it's the, the, the uh, hot heat, hotness summer has arrived. Um, we had a pretty mild spring and early summer, but boy, it's all, it's all um, a go. So um, speaking of building your teams, um, I mean, I, I know I'm in a different type of sales, but I rep uh, 25 manufacturing lines, right? So there's no way I'm gonna know everything about uh, uh, every line that I rep, but I do know who to uh, get in contact with um, in order to help facilitate the, uh, the, the communication from distributor to, to manufacturer. So anyway, that's my little two cents. Watched a lot of golf um, this weekend. Ironically, not, um, I didn't see the end. Um, we're at a celebratory dinner uh, with my son and, and, and the family. Um, the, the rain delay kind of, uh, kind of, kind of hurt me a little bit, but, um, tonight, um, unfortunately, good news, bad news, my son's, um, end of the year lacrosse banquet had been postponed for so long. They finally decided about a week ago that, Hey, we're just going to have to do it uh, today and do it on zoom. So it was a very unique experience. Uh, there's about 70 players and parents on there. Uh, but we had the end of the year uh, banquet. Um, so uh, again, kind of bittersweet, kind of capping off a kind of weird, um, weird season. But uh, hey, you, you make, uh, you play the hand you're dealt. So it was, uh, it was nice. Um, I did that right before hopping on here. And as always, glad to be on here uh, seeing you guys. Awesome. Big mouth, or should I say skinny mouth? What's up? <laughs> skinny mouth. Mouth's getting skinny. He's down another four. Getting a little it's bit of... Third, the third person, third person male getting skinny. Yeah, we're getting good. It's getting good, buddy. Uh, uh, had a had a great weekend. Uh, the golf game is trying to find its way back. Uh, hit my irons exceptionally well this week, I thought, but I did not uh, hit my driver at all, uh, which is we're, we're getting it there. It's getting there. The swing changes are not easy, and equipment changes are not easy. Just like in anything else, you got to be patient as you're going through it. But uh, Friday evening, uh, when you guys come to Tampa, was going well. First of all, Friday was going to be the Grateful Dead and Company in Atlanta. Um, so now we can't do, we couldn't do that, obviously. So I have four lovely hologram tickets that are now just going to be uh, collectors' items. Uh, but next year, I think the Stare Down crew needs to find a date and a time to bring Bill to as his first Grateful Dead show um, uh, because there will be a 2021 tour of Dead & Company, I hope. But uh, So to make up on Friday for not having gone to Dead & Company, a client of mine opened up a brand new restaurant here in uh, Tampa. It's actually grand opening tonight. He had a soft opening on, uh, on Friday, a place called Esposito's. And I know Bill's a big fan of chicken parm. Yes. Um, Yes. This place is old school Italian. It's wonderful. Uh, I had a little taste of a lot of things. The single best lamb chop, maybe, I, excuse me, veal chop I've ever had. And I'll just say three words to you that I didn't know existed. Truffle, honey, mousse. Mm. This stuff was delightful. The single best thing I put in my mouth to eat in a very long time was the truffle honey mousse on a seared scallop with a little of this uh, pesto aioli. It was not what I expected when I put it in my mouth. It just it blew my mind how good That's it was. Awesome. So supporting our clients. Is and, it uh, in, what, what part of town is it in? It's in Carrollwood. It's literally shown across the street from my office. 
Nice. How convenient. Right across the street from the office. And uh, Rocky and his family have run restaurants for, for many years across uh, the East Coast. And they, they moved here. Um, we met at an open house. We hit it off. We've been looking at properties. As soon as he finds one that he can buy, he's going to uh, sell the home that he lives in and, and buy a smaller home. Uh, as he said to us on Friday, when he came up to Lydia at mine's table, he goes, I said, Rock, this must feel good finally getting this place open. He said, this is maybe the worst time in the history of man to open up a restaurant, but we're going to make this work. And there's mm. no doubt when you guys come to Tampa, we're going to go get a nice table at Esposito's, uh, great beer selection, great wine selection. You can just go there and drink beer, drink wine and eat appetizers. And be very very happy or have that's a full fledged meal. Yeah, that's a great. Hey Mal, so 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 you mentioned you know that obviously strange time to open it, but I mean obviously the, he's had these plans in the works since December or you know last year, right? I mean yeah, he started. You know, they so he, started in. I met him in October. Okay. Okay, and that and then it got delayed for a pretty long time. They had a, a, a redesign of the of the space that they took over. Um, they, they leased the space next door, punched two big holes in the wall, uh, and made sort of like a, uh, um, I don't want to, it's a, a, a second dining area where they can have mm -hmm. private events, uh, which is beautiful. It's like a little Italian grotto in there. It's really, it's pretty neat. Uh, but they've been, you know, they were hoping to open in, in March. And here it is, you know, July, and they're just opening. Uh, it was delayed pretty significantly, and they, they were in it for a lot of money and there was just no turning back at that point in time. COVID absolutely stalled them. I, I got to, um, you know, we, we always hear the negative stories cause that's what kind of what happens. But so it's great to hear someone succeeding in that time mm -hmm. frame. And there, there was a, a company in, in St. Pete, Anthony, you might know locale market, right? Those guys mm -hmm. opened up some other stuff. Um, and they had the farm table Kachina upstairs. Yeah. They sold it. And these, these chefs, they've had it since 2013, I think. They were just ready for something new. They sold it and closed on the deal January 31st of 2019. Wow. wow. And all the employees were let go. You know, it kind of sucked, but they, they were going to get work with the new restaurants that were going to open up in this space. And I'm thinking that was exceptional timing, right? Think about it. Right. Just another yeah. six weeks. And of 2020, you said, you said 2019, you meant 2020. No, and January 31st, I'm sorry, December 31st, 2019, December, okay. right at the end of the year. And then I'm thinking, wow. Yeah. There's yeah. people that had that kind of timing. Yeah. Exceptional yeah. timing for everyone, except for the people who bought, right? Correct. <laughs> but they, but they, <laughs> but they, they own, uh, we don't know own them, Arm Todd. We don't know them. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just saying, I'm sure um, it's great for your, they'll, for your guys, but I'm sure they're like, Ooh, yeah. No, they'll be okay. They, they own, they own armature works. And Anthony okay. knows that place. And they're going to turn that into an Armature Works version over in Tampa or St. Pete. So mm -hmm. I think they need to tread water for a little bit. And they'll, they'll be able to they'll be all right. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> nice. We got, I just want to do a quick commercial for uh, Pure Michigan. Uh, mm. um, you know, you've seen the ads about come to Michigan. Boy, it's a, I had a great time just, you know, traveling up there last Monday and Tuesday. I love being on a, uh, you know, a, an adventure, so to speak, with no time frame and uh, no place to be, except I needed to be at you know the golf course by 3:15 for my tea time, uh, up in <laughs> Charlevoix. Uh, picked Ryan up, drove back, had a fun you know seven-hour drive with my son. Stopped at University of Michigan, saw the big house, uh, checked that one off his list of, of places to see, and and then got back and uh, 
had a great week watching golf. So let's, let's get right into the, the, the talk, guys. Let's start with golf. Happened here in my backyard. Happened up the street in Dublin, Ohio. The home, of course, of Jackville. We, we talked about the course a lot last week. Um, w, what's this? It's a fork. Here we go, see Pitchfork. It. John Rahm, pitchfork. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> Sun Devils. <laughs> Sun Devils. Yeah. Um, John Rahm wins the Memorial Tournament. Uh, fun tournament to watch. It was, it was uh, you know, we, we kind of teased it on last week's show that it was going to be a different course than we saw on the work day that Colin Morikawa won. We, saw, we said it was going to be faster. Rough was going to be longer. I don't think we knew it was going to be as rock hard as it was. I don't think we knew the wind was going to blow 25 miles an hour on Saturdays and Sunday. Um, it, you know, and then I sent you guys the, the whole locations that the PGA Tour decided to, to, to place on Sunday. And they kind of just said, we're not going to give any X. We're just going to put these things on every corner of every green. And if you saw, like, especially when they showed like the behind the player shots from the fairways, like on only one, it was so far in that left corner that the closest person anyone got to it all day was 17 feet. Um, mm. You know, and, and it, you know, they talked about it on 12. Um, I think it – Maybe it happened later in the day, but at one point when they when CBS came on the air on hole number twelve, the short little three, I'm not short. It's not as short as twelve at Augusta, but it's one seventy. Um, every player that it hit in the bunker made four or worse. Not a single player on the PGA Tour got up and down, down out of the bunker. Yeah, well, yeah. Um, and, and we saw just lots of carnage. It was you know for 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 those of us on this podcast, kind of fun to watch because it makes you realize these guys aren't just making birdies every time they go out. You know, with with their eyes shut. We saw quite a few scores in the 80s, including DJ, uh, you, know, you know, quite a few guys in the, in the 80s. Um, what did you, you guys think of the action? What did you think of the course? Uh, what did you think of the telecast? What, 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 what would we shoot on that course? <laughs> That's what I think. Take me, <laughs> out of you. Take me out of this question, you guys. Well, did, did, you see, did you see Rom's quote, first of all, on Saturday? Yes. You see it. So Rom was in his post, you know, he shot 68. He, he said it was probably one of the top five rounds of golf he's ever played in his life. Uh, he yeah. took, you know, he, he took the lead. He flipped it big time there at the, at, you know, Finau really at the last five holes uh, on, from, from 13 on kind of made a couple doubles and, and, and Rom kind of made, Rom made four birdies in a row, right? He yep. made birdies on 13, 14, 15, 16. Uh, and really took control of the tournament because, you know, by the time he finished and, and, and was heading into Sunday, uh, he, he had a, what, a four-stroke lead at the time, uh, 12, 12 under to eight under. But he said he does not think there's a single scratch golfer, like a club champion, that could have broke 80. He then revised it and said maybe even 90 in the oh. conditions we played in today. He then went on to say – doesn't think that four scratch golf four scratch club champions could play a scramble and break par now a lot of people question that thinking like well four 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 people could at least slap it around and make you know make some birdies but it, that's some pretty you know bill i agree I, I don't think we could break 100 i mean the putting was just i mean unbelievable dude i'm, so I'm thinking they rolled it past because listen I'm thinking they roll it they roll past six feet <laughs> 120 yeah, dude the rough bill i you know, you don't play the rough like this rough up here. Um, it's just different down in Florida. That shaggy Bermuda, you know, Kakuya, whatever you get. It it was so thick up here. It's just unbelievable. And and to hit those some some of those shots around the greens where the ball just is sitting down. And then yep. you know what I face on Scarlet all the time. You know, you got two twenty to a par four. You can't get a three wood on it. It'd be silly to even try. 
you got to hit like a eight iron and hope you hit it clean. Cause if you shank it off to the side or in a fairway bunker, uh, you know, what do you guys think of the golf? Todd? From what you I saw? thought, yeah, I, uh, I mean, I thought it was great. I thought it, it was a, it felt like a major type uh, week, right? Um, those conditions were maniacal. Um, I heard Jack said no watering on, on Saturday night, which again, I don't know if that was true or just a uh, uh, folklore. Um, Excited uh, for Tony Finau, but also super nervous for him um, to be to to be one, two, or three um, in all four rounds is always difficult. He obviously met his met his match Saturday, and then he just struggled on, on Sunday. So that was kind of hard hard to watch. But he still ended up finishing, you know, relatively relatively well. So a couple takeaways. Um, uh, one, you already mentioned DJ with the eighty on on Thursday. Um, Rom. He gets a lot of bad press, um, his temper, right? And especially without the crowd, you can kind of hear him, um, him and Han a little bit more. I read something today that 10 years ago, he did not speak a single word of English. Right? Mal, jump in with your, some of your thoughts on, on the memorial. Yeah, I was amazed at how lousy some of the lies were. Missed the fairway by a couple of feet and you were buried. Hit a ball that maybe would like, find its way into the bunker that got held up by the heavy rough. There was a couple of times I saw uh, Jason uh, Day, right? Had to get Jason Day. Day. I would have fallen into the trap with the, <laughs> with the lie that he had when I swung the club. I mean, so that was, it was fun to watch that. How many putts and chips got away from these exceptional putters and chippers. Even wow. the worst chipper on the PGA tour is still a fantastic uh, short game player. And Some so of the many of them shots got away from playing them. away from the hole, right? Exactly. I mean, it was like the British Open. They were they had yeah. to play away from the hole because they just couldn't get it on the ridge. Yeah. Uh, and so many putts got away from them. And you could, see, I mean, it, it, I mean, it was a level playing field for everybody. I think Jack was enjoying, uh, you know, Mr. Nicholas was enjoying his course being really hard. Um, and the other thing that just fascinated me was in the matter of a week, the same course played to very, it played very differently, almost diametrically different from I mean, take, last look week. At the, look, at the, week. look at the pictures from the 10 day yeah. difference. It looked like a British Open course just baked out. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was amazing. And then kudos to CBS for cutting away to them tearing up a green they while the players were still six. on the back nine. It was yes. awesome. <laughs> yeah. That was great. And then, and then re with regards to the, to the, to the coverage, I, I, I am liking golf more without fans than with fans. Did you notice when they went to the rain delay and they showed, they showed 2013? It just looked, first of all, it looked weird with the fans around it. You saw how different some of the holes were. Like number eight looked completely different. But I agree with you, Mal. Just the, the if the Faldo, you know, and Ian Baker Finch, I think do such a good job. Um, I, and I think on the golf channel, I love uh, Davis Love and Kurt Byram uh, yes. with uh, with T Terry Gannon and Nick Faldo. I mean, but Nick Faldo and Ian Baker Finch just are so good from thousand miles away in a studio <laughs> in Orlando. Yeah. That's what's yeah. so cool, you know. They're yeah. filling time the right way. Um, there were a couple of times yesterday where there were homes around whatever green or uh, especially a couple of the greens where you heard the the cheering and. It just, 
it seemed hollow. I would much, it was much for me, I'm enjoying listening to them, talk to, to the players, talk to their caddies. I, I enjoy the, the intelligence that Faldo and especially Ian Baker Finch. Ian Baker Finch is great. Yeah. He, he just has the right words, the, the right uh, tone, uh, the right cadence. And he's, he, I mean, he's been there and he was a great player and then he like lost it. So he can relate to like both sides of the spectrum. And I, um, I'm really enjoying how they're filling the time as opposed to the way they used to. Uh, and if, I mean, they're going to be fans again, let's be honest, but they're doing fine without them. Oh, I, and I, I got to think the players are, you know, I mean, I, I don't want to say enjoying it, but I just think there's probably something about it where it's just like, it, there's just less hassle getting from the one tee to the next green, you know, mm -hmm. having to have the marshals guide you up. I'm sure Tiger does not, uh, you know, while he misses probably the energy, uh, just some of the hype. Yeah. It was interesting too how they talked about Rory maybe maybe being a guy who's uh, not benefiting from the crowds not being there because the energy kind of gets him motivated and gets him moving. And they talked about that yesterday late in his round how maybe he's a guy who isn't doing isn't playing as well as he might without fans there. Uh, I'm sure it affects all of them a little bit differently. You know they, they we call Saturday moving day right guys coming out of the who just made the cut, make, have a good chance. But Sunday, we saw some guys make some good money. Carl Pedersen shoots a 68. Um, Patrick, Patrick Reed uh, yep. goes low and jumps up, I think, 44 spots on the, on the, on the leaderboard, which probably equates to probably three or $400,000. Um, let's talk about Friday. Uh, the, the, the I Can Do That award goes to Bryson DeChambeau on number 15. <laughs> Takes a 10 um with some of the dumbest decision making i think you'll see but once again ego uh and skill uh sometimes don't necessarily line up the way you wish they would um did you guys see that as it was happening Any i did guys, not watch it yeah had to watch I, it after i did not see it while it was happening but as is my my habit i watch it at night if i don't see it during the day <laughs> oh so God. i did see it all, i knew it was coming I did not know that it was as hard to watch as, as it was from the description I got on the golf channel on the, on XM radio. Uh, but I, I got to just say this about the Shambo. I'm kind of over him. Stop talking about him. Uh, yeah. He's, uh, he's a good player. He's, he's changed his body. He's changed his swing. There's something about his lack of respect for the game that is starting to grate on me just a little bit. Uh, yeah. He's definitely turned a into a bit. bad guy. A lot of people rooting against him uh, for whatever and reason. I'm not rooting I, against him. I mean, yeah. I know people who are, Sean, it's a good point, but I'm not rooting against him. I'm just, the rules are the rules. You call penalties on yourself. It's what all of the great players have always done. We all know countless stories of those guys that called that penalty on themselves and they didn't win the tournament from Bobby Jones straight on through. Um, and when he looked at that referee and said, what about Phil at Bay Hill in 19? No, buddy, your ball's out of bounds. Two guys told you, let's move on. Yeah. Thank you, Mr. Official. I appreciate it. Let's move on. And then what he said about it afterwards was equally as uh, just against the spirit of the game, in my opinion. Yeah. This was a, a funny meme that Ryan shared with me. Let me show it to you guys. Um, oh, yeah. They, they took last week's picture of his championship <laughs> and made, made that out of it. <laughs> 
<laughs> put, put a one in front of it. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Um, so, so that rule, uh, you know, and that's within a player's right to ask for a second opinion. Um, I just felt he was disrespectful to the guy now, now to the, to the second, uh, rules official probably could have been a little more confident in his ruling in his decision. Um, but that's neither the point. I mean, he held up his player, his co-players, he, he took a 10, I, his swashbuckling attitude got him there. Let's talk about the other ruling that really didn't affect anything. Uh, John Rahm was deemed to have moved his ball on the 16th hole after an incredible chip in, uh, very Tiger-esque in that it happened on the same hole um, in a different setting, you know, when you're four strokes up at the time, a totally different setting. But Dean Brewers moved his ball, and this didn't really come out until the tee box of, of 18. Um, because of some high-definition television, you could see that the ball definitely oscillated and did not return. So, therefore, it's not technically an oscillation. It's a movement because it, it settled in a different position. Um, guys, Mal, T Todd, Bill, we've all done that. We're, we're, we're getting ready to chip, and we're kind of looking at the hole, looking at the ball, looking at the hole, looking at the ball. At the same time, we're waggling our club. So there's a very good chance it happens all the time especially when it's not on television. Let's talk about just the, the, the fact that they did go ahead and assess the penalty. Do you think it had anything to do with that it didn't matter and was just a, let's say, face and give it to them? Or what's your thoughts? It's, it's hypothetical because you can't say what they would do in a different yeah. situation. But. For, those, for those who had money on, the, there was a, there was a play yes. for who had the best score on Sunday, uh, mm. Ryan Palmer or – John Rom, there was a switch there because Rom now lost to Palmer on Sunday <laughs> with the two-stroke penalty. So it did affect something. It affect gamblers. Um, but I think you're right, John. You've been talking about this for a couple days or you know, uh, 24 hours. Um, I agree that uh, it was easy. It was a, one of the easiest decisions to make. I'm sure that Slugger just said, "Look, it moved. We're going to assess a two-stroke penalty. Make sure you sign the right scorecard." And Rom said, you got it, no problem, and moved on. I think it was easy. You're right. If it had been a one-stroke lead, wow, what a, what a really – I mean, that would have been amazing to see how that played out. Right. And the fact that, you know, once again, the, 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 the not every – you know, if Rom would have seen it move, as he said in, the, in his post-game press yeah. conference, he said, if I would have seen it move, I, would have, I definitely would have said something. Um, yeah. You know, and, and you got to take him at his word. Um, the fact that not every player's shot is, is, is filmed – yeah. Now, here's an interesting thing. I don't know if you saw on Twitter, but somebody showed a, a shot of Finau from Saturday on hole number uh, 13, I think. I'm not sure what hole it was, but he kind of did the same type of thing. The ball clearly moves the same way. If the PGA Tour then enforces that the same way, that's a disqualification. Right. And that's a $800,000 decision because they could go back and say, so I guess the PGA says, well, that was yesterday and we can't really fix that. Well, sure you can, because how could you assess one and not the other when they both happened in the past after the hole is done? Um, stroke play Sean, different correct than match me, play. Correct me if I'm wrong. I think the PGA, when they made the, the rule changes at the beginning of the year, there's a time frame with which that stuff can now happen. Okay. Is that built in? I, I, I believe. I'll have to laugh mm -hmm. okay. and Google that and, and look it and up. There's also um, something called the naked eye yeah. uh, right. description. We're saying if it, if it must be used – if HD must be used to assess the rule, it shouldn't be assessed. Um, and so there's some question there that, once again, it, I just think it, if it was a one-stroke difference, if it was Rory or Tiger, um, does the same thing happen? Now, Rom, obviously, by winning this, puts himself into that category that 
maybe next time he gets the benefit of the doubt. I just think it's an easy call to make by Slugger because it didn't affect anything. Yeah, e easy fix. No more close-ups on the ball in the rough. There you go. For any golfer <laughs> so, ever. Just don't, so don't I was, do so, so I was listening to uh, 208 PGA Tour Radio, and they interviewed Slugger on the morning show, and he said it was – it was not only an easy call because, as you said, Sean, you had a big lead, but he said the ball clearly moved. It was not a tough decision. And the, the thing that they had to clarify, which he knew, but did intent matter? And it's the rule, intent does not matter. So that's why it took, I think, an extra hole before they notified Rom because I think they were – but they were double-checking. But Slugger was like, yeah, this is rule 9.4. If the ball moves and doesn't return to its spot – you know, the player has to replace the ball without penalty, right? Is that, that's, that's the whole point of it. And, and he sure. did. So um, I hear what you're saying. Um, but according to what I heard this morning, um, it clearly moved. And they made a point, the, the rules officials um, made a point to say John Rahm was a absolute gentleman. Yes, he had a four-stroke lead, so that probably makes it easier. Five. But he said, he, was it, yeah, he went up to Slugger and said, hey, what's going on? Slugger said, Hey, you, and he said, Hey, if that's the way you see it, then give me the penalty and let's move on. And he, yeah. he kept going. So I guess the, the hard part about it is, you know, kind of the argument of a, a call in the first inning is just as important as a call in the ninth inning. It yep. just gets less spotlight. So Todd, what did you think of Mackenzie Hughes on the third hole where on, on Thursday, where the same thing happened in the fairway shot? Uh, I don't know if I, I you what do you mean when I think yeah. about it? No. That, uh -uh. That's my, my point. You didn't see it. So if, if, if the same thing would have happened. Oh, so, we're, so we're playing gotcha now? Okay. I gotcha. No, that's no but you got, you got that's me. That's my point. That was, a, that was effed up, man. Like, yeah, I was like, what do you um, – I don't know what to think. That's, yeah, that's okay. my whole point. My whole point is, is, is uh, Mackenzie Hughes on the fifth hole, let's say on Thursday – it's 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 ruled differently, and I just don't like that. I don't like that. Uh, it's it's clearly it's, VA, it's VAR, Sean, and now VAR is part of golf, and that's yeah. so soccer's having a big culture problem of if that what's what's offsides, what's the letter of offsides yeah. versus the spirit of offsides. Yeah. If someone has a twelve foot cleat, twelve inch cleat, and a half an inch is ahead, is he truly offsides or? We do it, are we lining up and finding out? It's yeah. the same thing here, right? No one would have called Rahm it, but someone at HGTV, someone saw it. Apparently, the ball clearly moved. It had to yeah. until they change it. Yeah, actually, actually, Faldo saw it. <laughs> right. it yeah, really wasn't a caller. Uh, I, bring, I had a text from a buddy who said the ball moved, and I'm like, oh, dude, I'm at dinner. To, you know what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> what's happening? So bring bring a little horse racing into it. You know, it's probabilities versus possibilities. The guys yeah. who are on TV more are more likely to be caught doing that than the guys who are never on TV. And they also right. have a lot more money. <laughs> so there needs to be some standard, Sean, as you referenced, in my opinion, to you know. If they can't film every single shot, every single guy, every single for every hole, there should be a little discretion in terms of the types of shots. Because uh, if just you're in the final three weeks in a row, right? they shouldn't be showing that stuff. Right. Well, it's, I agree. And, and I reference it. It's the spirit of the law versus the letter. Um, did that really affect anything? And if Rom and if Rom didn't see it, now I'm fully convinced if Rom actually moved the ball and knew it, he would have. Walked back, called an official over. Yeah. Hey, I saw it, and they told him to place it. But again, it's the, the spirit of the yeah. law is being violated. I think a little bit. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll see. We'll see how it shakes out. I think Rom, 
you know, uh, Amanda Balionis kind of put him on the spot. I thought his, his, his reaction was very genuine. Uh, he was like, what? What are you talking about? That's like, where he know. found out. I don't yeah. know if you knew that, Todd, but Amanda Balionis told him he, he had, they were going to talk to him in the scores room because he. Oh, he didn't know yet. Like, okay. Wow. Yeah. No, he had, he had, he had walked up the green. He had, he had celebrated. He shook Nicholas or fist bump Nicholas's hand. Uh, and then. Kissed you know, his wife. He was all happy. Yeah. That's great. And then Amanda says, Hey, great job. Congratulations. By the way, you might get a two stroke penalty. <laughs> and John was like, wait, what? <laughs> you know? So, yeah. um, Guys, let's let's move on. Let's talk about uh, NASCAR. Bill, oh, did, a little shootout. Did you mention he's um, uh, world number one now. Oh yeah, Sean, world number one. Yeah, thanks yeah, for bringing wow. that up. Youngest uh, in a while, right? Only the, the second Spaniard on. ever to be number one in the world. Seve was interestingly. First, right? Bill, how many people do you think have been number one in the world? Do you know this? Or ooh, he's wow. gonna get you, Bill. When did they you start? Yeah, it. I know. Here it is. I, I, he got <laughs> me already. Since when? Since when? When did they start calculating the number? Official world golf rankings have been been out. I, 19, I don't know like what 2000? No, no, I think before that, because I, I believe Greg Norman technically was 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 in so there. Nineties. I, I just saw a number and I was twenty one. Twenty one. That's good. It's not it. It's close. What is it? Tom, you say higher or lower? <laughs> no, lower, lower. I'll go lower. It's it's higher. It's twenty four. Oh, okay. Close. I, I, I'll take that. I, I, I'll take that. So Sammy's obviously been it, ranked it number at some point. You got to think Greg Norman and Tiger for the longest time. Yeah, um, so mid '80s yeah. probably. Who knows? Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Now, uh, be interesting. Can you by the way, can you pull up people who have been ranked number number one? It'd be interesting to find out like who's that, list, who's that most this, obscure this person. Says, this list says twenty three, not twenty. Well, they didn't get uh, Rom. Oh no, no, Rom Good. now makes twenty four. Yeah, I, I got the list right here. You want to hear it? I'd be, sure. I'd, be, I'd be curious who's who's like the most oddball name on there that you like two weeks oh. or something like that. Duval probably right. Uh, like, yeah, he was a while. Oh, no, Duval was there for a while. I bet. He had 96 Martin? covered, I think. Yeah. Martin Keimer would be, I think, the most oddball one. He was, uh, I was trying, yeah, he was the shortest one as well, except for Rom, who's number one. Now, Justin Shit. Thomas, four weeks. There goes my Mount Bernard Rushmore. Langer Thanks was a lot, the first one. <laughs> Bernard Langer was the first one. He was only three. Uh, Seve, and then Greg. A guy Norman named Tiger, maybe he was there for a while. Six years. Tiger, Tiger's twice as long as anybody else. Now, Phil's never been world number one, has he? I bet he not. Never, right? He's not on the list. Wow. As good of a career as he's had, he's never been world number one. Right. McElroy, DJ. Yep. Spieth, maybe? Spieth, oh, yeah. Spieth, uh, yeah. Spieth is there uh, 26 weeks. Wow. And he's How many in between Adam Scott at 11 and Jason Day at 51. How many Nine for million, uh, Tiger? Nine How million for Tiger? Day a year. That's great. <laughs> let's, let's do a quick un- – you know how I love the under-over game. 412. under over on, on Tiger. Five times fifty weeks or two hundred and eighty seven. Two hundred and eighty seven weeks. Three hundred. I I'm gonna say it's four hundred and something. Four thirty two. All you're all under, so we'll wow. give you another guess. Five hundred five seven. Four eighty. John, you're still all under. We'll give you one last <laughs> oh guess. Six hundred and twenty two. Seven twelve. Seven thirteen. Oh, two you prices rated me. Two overs <laughs> and an under, 683 weeks at number one. Wow. Gosh. That's wow. crazy. That's amazing. That's, that's awesome. why he's the I mean, second I best, guess, Bill. That's why he's the second best. Yep, and, second and best of all time. number two on the list with 331 Third. weeks is... Well, it's not Jack. No, they didn't. Right. None of those guys from that era make the list. I know. So is it Norman? I think number two is 331 weeks. You said, Greg yeah, Norman Faldo? Greg Norman. No? Yeah, yeah Norman. Right. Yeah. It's Greg Norman. 
Wow. Sam Lehman, one week. I just saw that. He was literally one week. And then I think Keimer took it, took it I, away. I think uh, Keimer years. wins the most obscure award, right? Martin Keimer, the German. I think him, uh, Ian Moosnam. Majors, uh, though. That's Ooh, how many Kramer? years. That's how many years Tiger was number 13. one. 13.2 years. Jesus Christ. <laughs> it's amazing. Uh, I, I would, I, Todd, I would agree with you. On this list, wow. Martin Keimer is probably the most obscure. He was number one for eight weeks. But two majors, though. Yeah. I think just one major, right? He had two majors? No, U.S. Open and PGA. And a PGA, hmm. yeah. I don't remember that. Wow. U.S. Wow. Open Freddie. at Pinehurst. Yeah. Freddie PGA, was uh, the – PGA at uh, – uh, up in Wisconsin. Believe you. Because you're wearing your Florida stuff, Sean, I want to share this quick ASU update. In the last two years, <laughs> ASU has had the number one golfer in the world, the number one pick in the MLB draft, and the MVP of the NBA, all out of ASU. Just wanted to get Wow. That's awesome. Pretty good. Pretty good for a little dumpy school in the desert. With 70,000. Right, now, now let's talk NASCAR. Ooh, Bill, let's go. tell us about Austin Dillon. Oh. <laughs> Austin Marshall Dillon winning down yeah. in Texas. Marshall Dillon. Um, yeah, so that was a great race. That was a lot of fun. Uh, I think I, I sent you guys out towards 25 laps to go. There was uh, – you had Dillon and his teammate, and I'm going to forget this kid's name, uh, both with uh, uh, Hendricks Motorsports – no, Roger Childress Racing. And yes. the, behind them are the two guys have 93 wins. Behind Ooh. them are Logano and, it was, and Kyle Busch. And uh, can you imagine just the pucker factor, knowing who's sitting behind you as you're, you know, going through two or three different restarts. And finally, uh, we'll call it over time, but they had a three lap, you know, green. Uh, Tyler Reddick. Tyler, Tyler Reddick. Reddick yeah. Nice call. Nice it was call. awesome. It was so much fun uh, to watch that. And that Texas Motorsports looks a lot like Phoenix. Um, Phoenix is only a mile, but it's got that little trioval thing that they do and change the track up a little bit. Um, a lot of fun. I like it. On Saturday, there was, a, there was a race taken away, but then that same person came back to win the truck race, right? Right, yeah. So Kyle Busch, uh, every car goes through. <clears throat> I've been able to see this. And I think Anthony has too, but they had the inspection beforehand, inspection afterwards. Like the inspection beforehand, they have this giant template, like a metal thing cut out that they put on top of the car. So imagine it, and everything has to line up. If there's any variance over a certain amount, the car doesn't pass inspection. Mm. It goes to the back. Because this is right before the race. It goes to the back of the right? pack. Or that was the old stories. Turex, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. then after the race, same thing happens. It goes back through inspection. They check a couple things. His car was too low. And if your car is too low, you get better grip, better traction, better aerodynamics. And so they DQ'd him in the infinity race. So it happens. But, you know, um, I, I, someone, I heard someone on the radio say today, you think there's more cheating in NASCAR than anywhere else? And I, my first thought was, oh, hell no, it's baseball. <laughs> because right. they're always trying to get an advantage in baseball. That's just what you do. Um, and, you know, whatever, you, <laughs> banging on trash cans, you know, doctoring up the baseball a little bit, having a little something in your fingers. Yeah, the bat changed a little bit. Who cares? Stealing signs, baseball. right? Yeah. yeah, exactly. It's part of the game. But I, I think in NASCAR, it's so well regulated, someone just screwed up. There's, a, there's a, someone in the pit crew you know, going to get chewed out for having something wrong or someone in the garage. So interesting. Yeah. Uh, where are we, well, where are we this week, uh, Bill? Where are we going this week? I don't even you know. know. I haven't even looked. I, uh, travelers. I'm trying to try travelers. To that's golf. Right? Maybe that's a sponsor. <laughs> I think that may be the sponsor. Mm. Anyway, I'll look it up. Okay. Todd, uh, MLS, uh, MLS play in cup. I, I think is what they're calling it. The, the what's it called? Yes. Uh, yeah. 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 The, 
So yeah, they're doing a World Cup style where they have them in group stages, uh, four, four teams in each group, the top two advance. My Atlanta United have lost two games, so I don't think we're, uh, I don't think we're gonna make the uh, knockout stage as they, as they call it, where they play uh, head-to-head in round of 16, eight, four. So uh, yeah, this is kind of the re-intro into um, um, soccer. They're gonna have a modified regular season, but I, I like this. Um, I like this kind of tournament uh, kind of format. It's kind of fun. Um, EPL is winding down, the English Premier League. Um, there will be a trophy hoisting Wednesday. So <laughs> uh, Liverpool plays, I think it's Chelsea, I want to say, um, going off the top of my head. But uh, tune in to uh, NBC Sports Network about 5, 5.15 if you want to see him lift another trophy. Um, which is which is always fun if you're a fan. So the big news is who's going to Europe, and uh, the bigger news is relegation. So Norwich City is relegated officially, and there's three teams battling for one spot uh, where they they they, they stay they, they stay up. So Watford is in the uh, the driver's seat, if you will, but um, Aston Villa and Bournemouth have work to do. Um, so. As always fun, the relegation uh, battle is going to go down. There's two more games left. It's going to go down to the final two games, including if it shakes out, it could be Watford, Aston Villa, the final game. Um, so pretty, pretty, that'd be some pretty exciting uh, soccer if it comes down to that. Cool. Thanks. All right, guys, let's quickly talk NBA basketball. Guys, if I asked you um, how many ways are there to leave your lover, you'd tell me. 50. 50, yeah. 50 ways 50. to leave your lover. If I, I ask 50. you, uh, what's, the, what's the Pareto principle? You'd tell me that's the what rule? 80-20. 80-20. We're getting set up, Bill. We're so getting set what, up. I feel it. I know, Todd, I what, is, what is O for 346? O <laughs> that, for 346. Is that positive COVID tests in that the bubble? positive COVID tests. Yes, that is the number of positive COVID tests in the NBA. Zero out of three. In the bubble. In the bubble. Yeah. In the bubble, yes. So... Uh, kind of doing it doing what it's supposed to do um everybody seems to be playing by the rules paying attention um doing didn't dwight howard get uh ratted on he did something he went he to didn't like wear a, a mask yeah yeah so yeah. <laughs> he's like yeah you got me sorry so <laughs> we'll see about that uh hockey uh once again not not hearing much about that because they're kind of all up in canada kind of in their uh, respective training camps getting ready for that uh so but i do want to talk baseball guys opening day Go ahead. Like Canada Canada's not letting Americans into uh, Canada or news back into America. Is that what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, I like it. I like it. Major League Baseball know. starts uh, on Thursday, Thursday, but let's talk yeah. about the Canadian uh, representative. The Toronto Blue Jays will not be allowed to play games and travel to and from Toronto because of what they're trying to do to reduce the coronavirus. Uh, country of 34 million I think only has 3,000 cases so they're obviously doing everything they can so right now Blue Jays are talking I think as of tonight to Pittsburgh about possibly sharing a stadium Uh, I saw also on Twitter uh, they're talking to maybe Penn State about using their facility when maybe they're practicing Um, Penn State uh, is State College Pennsylvania has a double a team I believe Um, Hmm. so they have a field there isn't Toronto and Detroit like really close Close together? No, Canada and Detroit are really close, but Toronto and Buffalo yeah. are actually closer. Toronto and Buffalo, yeah. Toronto and Detroit. So okay, my bad. All right. Yeah, Buffalo. Yeah. Buffalo is the single A or the Triple A farm club of Toronto. The pilot. They're talking oh, about you possibly using that, but they say the stadium is kind of older and decrepit. So, they're, Charlotte was the other 
um, location I heard, and that might make a lot more sense because of travel in and out of Charlotte might be. Who, might be easy. who cares about the stadium? No one's going to be in it. <laughs> I know, right? That's that's what kind of I was thinking. If the if the dimensions yeah. are good, just play it. Play yeah. it a uh, Williamsport. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that makes um, sense. Yeah. So um, opening day this Thursday, guys. New York Yankees at the Washington Nationals. You see, you throwing out the first pitch. Yes, I saw Anthony Fauci will be wearing gloves. Oh, for the Nets. Yeah. Nice. Causing a lot of controversy, as you can imagine, right? You're you're not supposed to be out and about, and he'll be out. So he'll have um, a mask on, I promise you. Yep. Uh, And he's been wearing his his Nats mask all the time. A lot of his press conferences. Yeah. Um, Mal, you excited? Did you watch the Mets Yankees game the other night? Uh, Exhibition game. I did watch it. I did watch a little bit of it. Uh, my Yankees look like they're going to hit a lot of home runs, buddy. They they were jacking them out of there every which way from Sunday. It was kind of nice to watch. Um, uh, uh, just to put baseball back on TV is going to be it, – it's uh, the world Amazing. is better with baseball. That's all I can say. Yeah, it should be interesting to watch. I uh, have not heard a lot of reports or, you know, how they're doing with testing, but um, – you know, seems to be all, all, all systems go. Um, I don't know if you, if you guys wanted to, did you want to do a quick uh, pick your winners in the six divisions or was that have anything to do with your topic, Todd? No, it's not. Let me, um, let me comment on the Braves real quick. Um, Mike Soroka going to be the youngest starter. I mean, he's barely 22. He's getting the uh, opening day start for the Braves and wow, Freddie really? Freeman. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he's uh, watch Mike Soroka. He's uh you know, it's easy to say when they're young, they're special, but he seems to be special. Bobby, Bobby Cox had a lot of great things to say about him. Um, now, is he quickly through the, through the minors? I mean, was he drafted a couple of years ago or? He, he was, yes. So he was number one last year. He, he came up pretty quick. Um, so he's, yeah, I think he's a product of the system. Don't quote me on that. I really think he is, but um, again, just an exciting young pick. His stuff's nasty. So I'm more of a Max um, Freed guy myself, but that's all right. I love Max Freed, and you have uh, Fulton Fulton Evans. I mean, they have a Braves are fun to watch, man. They really nice. are. So what I was going to say, speaking team. of yeah, speaking of COVID, is um, Freddie Freeman. They they've been talking to him. He he tested positive, and uh, he's one of the guys that he 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 struggled. He was not a systematic. What sort of over a systematic. That's what I'm looking for. Yeah. He, uh, he said he was at 104.5, t- um, fever and he was, he was talking to the man upstairs saying, I'm not ready to go. I've, I got family and too much to do. Um, and he was very open and candid about it. So, uh, I'm glad that the majority of cases we hear about are no big deal, but it's interesting to hear, um, his story and he's been cleared to play and he's back. So just, I'm happy to see it. So anyway, looking forward to Friday. They play the Mets at 4:10 in uh, in Shea Stadium. So I'm looking forward to it. Nice, cool. Bill, what you guys, did you tune into the Yankees Mets at all? Did you see like the you know the the, the fans in the stands and the the noise and the yeah yeah announcers? just just for just for a quick hit. It's it's very interesting. It's it's uh, I you know look, uh, we're gonna miss a piece of the game. It's just what it is, you know. But we are. but we do but we do get to watch them play. So yeah. it's just, it's where we're at and we'll take what we can get. I think that's most of this, this, these four people on this, yeah. this podcast are worried about is we would want some, we just want a little bit of as anything, close to normal right? as we can get. Yeah. Anything. So I saw, I saw an interesting um, comment. I think it was on Twitter. Um, these next 60 games, it's going to be, there's no, there's no shield 
for a player not running out a, a ground ball or, you know, uh, tur tur turning a, a good double play because, you know, it's going to be so emphasis because there's just nothing else to really distract you um, from watching it, right? And, yeah. uh, you know, you'll probably hear the players in the dugout, you know, uh, making some noise. So but let's go quickly around the horn. Uh, Bill, uh, let's go AL East. We'll go East, Central, West. And let's just – and we'll, we'll, we'll pull this up in, in a couple months and we'll see how good we do. Um, AL East. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll kind of rotate around. Mal, give me your AL East winner. You know, go Yankees. Yankees. Yeah, oh, yeah. All right, Mal's going NYY. Uh, Bill. Rays. Rays. Todd. Red Sox. Boston. <laughs> and I'm going to go Rays as well. Take Orioles. All Just right. take the Orioles. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, full caveat, I have no idea. But go ahead. <laughs> yeah, we all, NL, none of us do. That's why we're doing it. NL East, I'll go first. Uh, and I will go with the, uh, the Nats. Uh, Todd. Atlanta Braves, sir. ATL. All right, I'll take Bill. the Braves, Braves pitching staff. Okay, Mal. I like the Braves too. I think they're ooh, really good. Ooh. Just make it talk. Yeah, I really do. <laughs> let's stay in the NL. Let's go. Let's go NL Central, and we'll go this time. Uh, Todd, you start. Oh, good grief! NL Central. Um, hold on, hold on. I'm gonna go Brewers. Right, they're still the Central, wow. right? Wow. Okay. Yeah, they are. Milwaukee. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Bill. I'll go Cubs. Chicago too much Cubs. Offense. Lots of offense. Mal? I love the Reds. Ah, you're going to steal that. I was going to take the Reds, too. Yeah. I'm going to say Reds, too. Uh, I don't really follow them, but I do think they have a good young team, and I think they're going to be fun to watch. And I, I just think there's going to be some team out of the six. You know, I, we can go you – know, there'll be two wild cards, too, but there's some team that's going to jump out and surprise people. Uh, let's go over to AL Central. And, uh, Mal, you start. AL Central. That's uh, all the have-nots. All in one division, <laughs> uh, uh, but I'm going to go with the Indians. Yeah, now goes Cleveland. All right, Bill. Oh, I'm Cleveland. Yeah. Okay, Todd. Uh, heads or tails, Sean? <laughs> <laughs> tails. I'm going to go uh, twin twins. <laughs> Very popular pick. Uh, I'm going to go Cleveland as well. I think Chicago has a good young team. I just think they're a couple years away. Yeah. Um, I think that, I think this is the division that gets two teams in. I think the twins and the, and the Indians, uh, both, you know, hmm. because they got to play the Royals and the, and the, and the Tigers. Um, and the Tigers. I think it's a My other pick was the White Sox. I've heard rumblings. That they yeah. yeah. I, I think yeah. they're going to be good. I, I just, like I said, I just think they're a couple years away, gotcha. um, but they, they would not surprise me. And let's go out West, AL West. Um, I'll pick first on this one. I think the Astros, uh, Houston. Uh, Bill. Shit. You don't want to, but you're going to. <laughs> no, I, I, I just, just uh, like Trout, has Trout opted out yet? He's out, No, I think, right? Yep. He hasn't yet, has he? No, he hasn't. I'm going to go wild flyer and take the Angels. Okay. So Anaheim Angels. Uh, Oh, sorry. Bill goes and Rangers. Todd. I'm going to take a flyer also. I'm going to go Texas Rangers. Okay. Mal? Uh, the Athletics. They have a great go. bullpen, oh, a great pitching staff. They're young. They're fast. It's a 60-game season. They were close last year. Yep. 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 Um, and NL West, uh, let's start with Bill. The San Diego Padres. Okay. <laughs> In 60 games, anything can happen. You got yeah. to, right, Bill? Mal? You got to. <laughs> I got now, who you like? Uh, 
it's hard not to like the Dodgers. Uh, they may have the best overall like day-to-day lineup in baseball. Uh, they do. They I, do. I like the Dodgers a lot. Uh, Damn it. I know. Okay. I'm not a Dodger fan, but if you Damn ask me it. who's going to win, I think it might be them. I have a pension gonna... with MLB through the Padres. <laughs> I got to take the Padres. I'm going to go the D-bags. Um, I'm sorry, D-backs. Uh, and Todd, <laughs> who do you like? Um, sorry, Bill. Anthony is correct. It's Dodger. Dodger oh. Bull. Okay. Uh, it I'll pains put, me. Trust me. It pains me. I'll put that aside. We'll, we'll revisit in, uh, in September. Or I guess it'll be October maybe, right? Yeah, October. Yeah. Late October. Okay. Or early October. Uh, that brings us to our Mount Rushmore question of the week. Shit. Todd Meininger, you are on the clock. Got to get a pen out. Got him. I'm, I'm, I'm really, I'm kind of proud of myself this week. He's oh, got a big smile on his face. Wow. <laughs> it was, it was four weeks ago that Todd did board games, right? So uh, I did. I did. So, um, Mr. Commissioner, I'm going to ask you something. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to choose my category, but there are six obvious answers that I want to eliminate Ooh. So we don't, so we don't waste our time. And I'm, I'm hoping you, um, you're good with that. What do you think? Okay. So like, hmm. as long as everybody knows which ones are off the board, we can just. Uh, I'm gonna announce it. All right. Okay. So here we go. Before, before you announce the category, wipe out the six. Just yell the six out. No, it'll be obvious then. Okay. So, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, <laughs> so um, and I did a little uh, Webster's Dictionary look. Um, oh, these are geez. states that begin with M. States that begin with M. <laughs> no, so this is going to be um, these are going to be our days top that four. end in Y. <laughs> these will be our top four favorite um, condiments. Okay. And you're and you're getting rid so, of six. <laughs> oh yeah, dude! I don't even so, eat condiments. I don't like condiments. <laughs> so a condiment could be a sauce. It's anything that adds flavor to a food. Please don't take mayonnaise out. It's the only thing I'll eat on anything. So the, the, the ones we're getting rid of are ketchup, mustard, mayonnaise, oh, salt, pepper, and butter. Everything oh else God. is fair game. Uh, that's the four that I eat. Right. Salt, that's great. Do you like it? I'm this out. is the best I'm category out. ever. I, I love it. I won't eat any of them that are left. All right, who's first? Sh- Todd? Go, all right, so now we go, right, we so go wait, Todd. Before we start, Todd, Todd Sean, other Bill, Mouse. Hold on. Are you oh, next yeah. week? Sean's you gotta get next creative. Week? I'm next Sean, week. Yeah. Okay. All right. God. Yep. So do you you'd admit though, if, if I didn't eliminate those, it would be salt, pepper, butter. Hold I, on I while mean, I madly Google condiments on my phone. <laughs> All right, maybe maybe I'll help you out. I'm I'm starting is first. Tro- right, does, does Trojan count? <laughs> <laughs> so again, it could be a sauce, anything that adds flavor to food. Anything. Oh, right? God. Okay. It. So um, Mal, I'm going to leave one for you. I, I think you're going to go. So I'm going to go with, um, God, how could this be my first one? But I'm just going to do it, right? So I'm going to go with, uh, I'm going to go with Sunday sauce. Any marinara, Italian um, Sunday sauce that you, uh, that you put on a pasta, right? Why do you call or, it Sunday sauce? What does that mean? Is a, Mal, every you Sunday can, family you, dinner. Yeah, oh, Italian okay. family dinners there's, on Sunday, right? There's two ways we talk about it. It's sauce and some families or we'll gravy? call it gravy gravy yeah, see something I mean. gravy right? okay specific but it's the tomato right, sauce. so you're talking marinara like a red tomato sauce homemade okay yep no not, none of this ragu um, stuff right mel none of this oh jar. god Jeez. Oh, <laughs> i 
I got All one. Right. I got one. I'm gonna, See, I'm gonna go with I one. told you this is gonna be fun. I'm gonna go with one that I uh, I love. Uh, I'm not sure what the origin of it is, but I'm gonna go Heinz 57. There you Heinz go. Heinz 57. Perfect. It's kind of a kind of a barbecuey ketchup like topping. Perfect. Perfect way to go. Yes. Okay, Bill, you're up. Maple syrup. Syrup was one of my uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I wrote a list because his mouth said, how are we going to get 16? So syrup oh, was up there. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> okay. Mal, you're up. Tabasco sauce. Nice. nice. Good one. Todd. So this one is kind of, I, I guess I had a kind of theme here. Um, you know, with Sunday sauce, it can be made differently. Um, and last night, I kind of thought of this because I had a celebratory dinner with my son and, and, and the family at a Japanese steakhouse. So I'm going to go yum yum sauce. Japanese steakhouse yum yum sauce. <laughs> no ginger ginger. I mean, that's, Do you go yum 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 or yum yum ginger? I go, I go double yum yum. I go <laughs> yum yum yum. <laughs> I mean that I know it's got to be horrible for you, but I I could drink oh it my God. through a straw. Awesome. It's so good. Yeah, is that so the good. same as soy sauce? No, oh, yum yum's oh, okay. the mayonnaise based, the creamy. Yeah. So have you okay. been to a Japanese steakhouse in a Probably, while? Probably, but I don't. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's the mayonnaise based creamy sauce. They have a it's ginger. Kind of a, they have a yum yum. And uh, what's okay. the other one? Oh yeah yeah yeah. So Google yum yum sauce. It's amazing. Okay. Um. All right. I'm up next, and I'm gonna go teriyaki. Teriyaki sauce. Good one. Ready? Aren't so, you glad I eliminated the six, the ready? obvious six? I mean, come on. Peanut butter is a condiment. Sweet. Is it? It's yeah. a topping you could put on. I put, yeah, I put it on my pancakes. Yeah, I put on my pancakes, my waffles, my French toast, my okay. cinnamon roll, my cinnamon okay. roll. Some people, right. some, some people put it on celery. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. It's on the right. list. I'm, I'm looking at Wikipedia, dude. Um. I have I have the best one. I'm saving it for last, and you'll never. Oh, you better hope no one steals it. I'm looking for it right now. No, believe me, no one's going to get it. But oh, I got. I'm it. going with. Oh, I know. With what you, I know what it is. The the mint jelly that you put on your lamb chops. Oh wow! I like that. I did not think we would. That would be a second choice of anyone. This is <laughs> this is working out well. Oh, Sean, you're talking to a guy who's eaten nothing but brown food for the last 28 <laughs> days. So just the thought of like spicing up my food with various and sundry things that I can eat is like very exciting to me. I love this topic. This right. seems all okay. This seems all pretty keto, Mel. So to so far so good. So Third I'm pick. gonna go. Okay, so I got a couple in the chamber here. Um, <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> Not well played. So, Bill, you know I'm from, you know I'm from Maryland. Um, I, oh, this, Old Bay, baby. Ah, Come on. You got it. Yeah, uh, that's Bay. cool. I, I would have taken Bay. that. That is yeah, delicious. Yeah. My nephew, so, my Jod's son oh. puts that shit on everything. Oh, it is. So, so yes. I didn't live it's very good. long. I didn't live long in Maryland, but um, it's famous when you do uh, crab, anything crab, yeah. um, anything, um, what's the uh, little New Orleans ones? Uh, crawfish, yeah. any seafood boil. Yep. Anything Old Bay is, is fantastic. So I'm going to go with Old Bay. Okay. Um, um, I'm going to go. Two more. I, don't, I don't eat a ton of seafood uh, uh, by choice. But I mean, I'll, I'll eat it and I enjoy it. One thing I've never been 
good at ordering and I can't do it on my own. I have to, if I go, I have to go with someone else who knows what they're doing. But the last couple of times I've gotten sushi, I've really enjoyed it. And I think I love, while the soy sauce is awesome, the wasabi. I'm going to go wasabi. Because I just think. That's good. Yes. Just a little bit. Just a little tiny. My mind yes. is blown. It's wow. <laughs> not Sean. What the hell? That's not Sean Carpenter. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's amazing. Just that's amazing. just enough to make you enjoy it, but then wash it down with a cold drink. Ah, oh, yes, wasabi. Um, I can't believe this is listed as a condiment, but I'm <laughs> I'm going to take it. And you're all. It might cause an argument, but it's right there with the letter B. Bacon. 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 Thank you. You do put it on top of baked potatoes or on top of I, salad. I, I no, sprinkle I, it on I, stuff I all the time. It. I actually <laughs> love it. That's amazing. I'm going yeah. through the Kirkland bag of bacon bits like there's no tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm putting them on everything. Jesus. Uh, another one of my favorite condiments that's good on almost anything is horseradish. Oh, oh. that's mine. Look. Disgusting. That was my four. Disgusting. <laughs> I was going to say I love oysters. I love oysters, and there's nothing good. That when you have it, nothing better when you have an oyster. The 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 feeling you get in the top of your nose, yes. with a little yeah, too much horseradish. Yep. That's is not wasabi basically horseradish? It's a similar. I mean, it's, it's got to be it's, similar. Uh, it's a little it's, different. It's, it's similar. Yeah, it's different. Um, it's a green both roots. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And wasabi but actually, it, I mean, the powder that you can buy, you can make it as strong or as as mild as you want it. But horseradish is a root. We used to grow it in Connecticut, and you'd grate it, and right out of the ground, grating horseradish, boy, that'll clear your sinuses. Uh, now you kill me. That was my that was my 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 anchor. That was my number four. So it's good stuff. I'm sorry, buddy. No, no, I, good. One of my favorite condiments. I can't eat it all it. the time, but but when I go to Arby's, um, I, the horsey sauce mm -hmm. is mm -hmm. so good. Yes, you know good. that could be your number four, Sean. You know, hey, right there. I made an omelet the other day that had horseradish and Tabasco in it. That's how bored wow. I am with my breakfast in the morning now. Got to spice it up, right? Nice. It was a little hotter than I thought it would be, to be honest. It was called a wake the fuck up omelet. <laughs> That's exactly what it was. <laughs> All, right. All right, Todd, you're up with your with your anchor. Your 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 uh, my new my new anchor. Um, all right, and we'll go honorable mention, of course, right? So, um, yeah, I'm gonna go this this one. Uh, I've been turned on later in life. Um, I love chili. And I like a spicy chili, and I've been taught just to put a dollop of sour cream in there to kind of smooth it out. So I'm going to go sour cream. Mm. Okay. Um, I'm going to really get this one to the uh, to the bench. Um, uh. <laughs> Who knew condiments would be this? Yeah. I, I could think of 10 more I want to put on the list. <laughs> right? I know. Um, and one of those had to be horse. Uh, no, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm going to go buffalo sauce. All right? Buffalo mm. sauce. Just wow. it, I mean, it can be, you know, Frank's Red Hot. It can be, but buffalo sauce. Wing sauce? Go, kind of a lot a of different things that can go on. Yeah. Like a kind of a hot buffalo sauce, you know, on wings or chicken sandwich or, or something like that. Buffalo sauce. <sighs> I, I can't be a total heathen and just pick all, like, I'm not going to take chocolate syrup or whipped cream, but they're both condiments. <laughs> there. <laughs> instead, Sauces, right? Instead, yeah. I'm going to go with something that I, I acquired a taste for it 
of all places at Cane's, Raising Cane's. Now, it might not be called that there, but it is remoulade, 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 oh, which is mm-hmm. beautiful with your crab cakes. But it's the wow. dipping sauce. It's also kind of the dipping sauce of Cane's chicken fingers. It's spectacular. So, okay. yeah. Wow. Remoulade. Remoulade. Okay. You, you had nothing when this started. Now you come with a remoulade, right? I mean, Freaking internet. I would have been stuck without the internet. <clears throat> I love it. And Matt. Okay. And my number four, we talked about it briefly in the green room before we started the show. My buddy, Rocky Barcelona, who's a good client of mine, opened up a restaurant, Esposito's, here in Tampa. Official opening day today. We had a soft opening over the weekend. And they make honey truffle mousse. Oh, my goodness. Is the single best condiment ever. That was my 199th. I know. It's, that was it's my not going to show up that in the condiment one. list. The Barcelonas made it up themselves. It's the fifth time I heard about it in two days. So I, 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 I had that one on my list. Isn't, isn't mousse like a dessert? Isn't mousse a it's, dessert? It's the uh, consistency. It's, it's, it's a whipped. Yeah, it's a paste. It's, they take, yeah. it's ricotta cheese that they whip and make it very, very light. And they put a certain kind of honey and truffle oil in it. And then they whip it again. And they give it to you on this seared scallop. And it's amazing. Oh, and it's like on, it's a topping on top of something. Okay. Yeah, it looks when you look at it on the plate. I'll show you a picture because I took a picture of the scallops. It looks like burrata cheese or like our, our buffalo mozzarella. By the but way, it's not. Cheese and is a condiment. Cheese is a condiment. Uh, yep. But they they gave me a little tub of it because I was like so gaga over it. And last night I made myself two hamburgers on the grill, and I'm not eating rolls. So I had the two hamburgers, a little, a little romaine lettuce, and I took some of the honey truffle mousse and I put it on the hamburgers, mm. and smeared it across the top of the hamburgers. Mm. They were amazing hamburgers. The, maybe the best hamburgers I've ever cooked. So honey truffle mousse is my number four. Mm-hmm. All right. So, so what were some of your, what were some of your also rands, Todd? Um, so I have um, sriracha, very good, uh, spicy. Okay, how, about, how about guacamole? I mean, guac, mm-hmm. like a yeah. guac on a burger is unbelievable, right? Um, for hot sauces, I love crystal hot sauce. If you ever get the chance to try it, so good. And then I'll end with um, Eggs Benedict is another one of my kind of vices. Hollandaise. Oh, so okay. good. So barbecue good. sauce. Uh, right? No one said barbecue sauce, right? <laughs> Carolina, <laughs> Carolina barbecue sauce, yeah, mustard. That was on my, here, here's my, here's my also ranch. I got ranch dressing. All right. Ranch. ranch. Is, How do you, ranch. Yeah. blue cheese uh, dressing. Uh, barbecue. <laughs> um, cayenne or Cajun pepper, like, uh, you oh. know, Cajun <gasps> seasoning. Um, Lowry's seasoned Lowry's salt. Season Lowry's salt. Lowry's season salt. I thought you'd say it, Bill. I, I really did. But I, I, I was going to say seasoned salt because I love it. I literally put it on almost everything. But, um, uh, and then Worcestershire sauce. Oh, oh that's sauce, a good one. You know, yeah. yeah. Uh, here's a couple that no one mentioned: olive oil, yeah. extra virgin yeah. olive oil. That was one of mine. I forgot to mention lemon. Yeah. Oh, lemon's amazing. Lime, oil is and vinegar. Great when you can you can put on almost anything. How about for your hot dog, sauerkraut? Oh, sauerkraut. Sauerkraut's sauerkraut. a good one, and and maybe the best one of all, Relish. which I haven't had in a long time because I can't eat ice cream. But rainbow sprinkles. <laughs> Sean, I almost eliminated chocolate relish. Syrup. That would have been my number seven, but I decided to keep it chocolate in. Chocolate no syrup. Ever. Onions, you know, mm. like take a what goes on a, on hot, a hot fudge. dog, right? Hot fudge. Good, 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 good category there, Todd. Uh, that was a fun one. All right, let's go. Let's go around the horn. Let's start with Mal. What do you got coming up this week, buddy? 
uh, we have, you know, just getting up, showing up and doing the work, Sean, like we always do. We have a, a couple of more listings coming on. Uh, our buddy Bill Counts has a new listing coming on in St. Pete. We'll get the pictures taken on Friday. It's a beautiful little home that's, uh, I think, is going to sell very quickly. It's uh, uh, terrific. Actually, it's a... Uh, uh, Somebody from uh, a Fidelity National Title. They're I know awesome who you're people. talking about. Yeah, that's yep. great. We're, we're, we're going to get their whole soul. Um, and, uh, you know, I just, over the past couple of months, we've been very, very lucky and very fortunate to be working as hard as we have. And I'm going to go through this week, uh, uh, sort of taking a, a page from, uh, from our buddy Todd's playbook. And just, I'm incredibly grateful for the numbers of phone calls that I get from current clients and past clients uh, just looking for advice uh, on, on some of the things that we were talking about again, Sean, in the green room of uh, you know, putting a team together. And uh, you know, uh, when, when I get a phone call from somebody that, that just thanks me because they just bought themselves their dream home and it's, they're going to retire here in Tampa and they spent a lot of money and that our painter made them feel uh, so special today uh, on day one of basically an entire home repainting, both inside and out. That's just a great feeling. So I'm just gonna, I'm gonna do that, and I'm gonna just throw out something that I I watched last night, and if uh, I'm gonna watch it again. So that's on, it's on my, it's called Once Were Brothers. It's Robbie Robertson from the band's mm. um, documentary. You can, you can uh, rent it for 99 cents on Amazon Prime. Uh, and if you're a, a fan of that music in that era, um, Levon Helm, Robbie Robertson, the entire band, it's a phenomenal documentary. I did not know about it uh, until I heard Robbie Robertson talk about it on uh, uh, the Grateful Dead uh, interview show uh, Sunday. Nice. Uh, mm. It's fantastic. And I'm gonna watch it again, but once we're brothers, uh, 2019 Robbie Robinson documentary. I'm going to watch that again. Oh, cool. Todd, tell me what you got going on. So I hit the, uh, I hit the ground running this week. Um, during all this, uh, COVID fun. Um, I haven't set my alarm much cause I've been grounded for a while. Um, and I found out my natural wake up time is about seven, seven thirty. right? Sean, I know that's, that's being lazy for you. You're about a 435 wow. guy, right? I'm 458. Yeah. Yeah. So I had to set the alarm for uh, six and uh, I called on two customers today in middle Georgia. Um, so it, it was great. So um, it, and it's amazing. You get in front of people and <laughs> things happen. Um, so the challenge is you can't get in front of everyone, but as kind of Mal indicated, you got to get on the phone. You got to find other ways to, to uh, touch and, and be creative, but uh, it was fun to be quote unquote belly to belly. Again, socially responsible, distanced, wearing a mask, all the good stuff, but it was great to make sales calls. Um, so gonna kind of continue that momentum uh, the rest of the week. Um, on the personal note, um, Sean, you had a, uh, a post last week. You're like, you know, what's your best pieces of advice that you've gotten, some, something to that effect. And uh, mom, mom's was always, um, you don't have to have a good memory if you tell the truth. And I'm really good at following that with mom, uh, even mom's advice. I'm really good. Dad's was um, don't worry over things that you can't control. Don't waste that time. And I've been really bad lately at that, right? Just find myself worrying about stuff that I can't control. So that's 
my huge focus this week is, is try to listen to dad and, and realize that some things you just got to let go and uh, surrender, if you will, and um, focus on the things you control and let go of the stuff you can't. So from the personal point of view, that's what I'm going to really focus on this week and try to become better, as you like to say, Sean. So looking forward to a great week. Good, man. Good to hear. Bill, how about you, man? Um, this Thursday, I'm joining Bill Lublin. I think you've done that a few times, Sean, with the NAR yeah. Tech Edge. I'm doing a, I'm opening after his opening. I'm, I'm next. I'm doing um, podcasting for pennies. <laughs> are, you, are you doing Tech Edge down there? Yeah, no, no, no. It's virtual. Oh, Vir- virtual. okay. You're yeah, just joining so. his office. Okay. Yeah, no, no. It's, um, yeah, he's, it's me and, um, oh, Marco Lemons. Neal? What's her for? Marky Lemons. Marky Lemons and one more woman. Oh, Lori Weston Davis. Okay. And Bill and me. So that's going to be fun, you know. For his office, like a, something like that? No, it's for NAR. Oh, good. It's like wow. they're, they're doing a tech edge. It's fourteen ninety five. Oh, <laughs> if, okay. So if you're an NAR casually. member, yeah. fourteen ninety five. yeah. And then good. I'm also doing, um, uh, we started a book club. We're not calling it a book club. We're calling it Reading Between the Lines. Thanks, Sean Carpenter. And uh, <laughs> so it is uh, with Joe Rand, How to Be a Great Real Estate Agent. I don't know if I told you this, Anthony. But how to be a great real estate agent, we're going to, there's a sign up, you know, you can sign up for that. Uh, I can send the link out if you guys want it. And then on August 12th at 1.30 in the afternoon, we're going to get together on a Zoom and discuss it. And Joe Rand's going to join us. So we get Joe nice. talking about his own book. It'll be kind of fun. So That's kind of cool. That'd be cool for him to hear what people, Right. You know, and he's a huge Yankees book. fan. So, you know, Anthony and Joe. And Bill, can where where can people sign up for this? They uh, just need to send Bill Risser a Gmail a request and I'll send the link to that because it's, it's just a Google Forms link. You sign up for it. So I'll send it out to you, Anthony. You should have your team mm-hmm. do it. It's a lot of fun. So yeah. Have they, they read all, the book? They all got the book. Oh, cool. <laughs> cool. Maybe they can reread it. <laughs> yeah. One of Anthony's gifts to his team was how That's to be right. a yeah. agent so, by Joe Ray. It's going to be a lot of fun on, the, on August 12th. We're going to have a great time because once and, you sign up, uh, I send you the Zoom invite and a link to buy the book if you need it. So, Bill, I enjoyed the yoga bug lady last week. She's an interesting listen to her. Listen to her on Tuesday as oh. I drove through Western Michigan. I should tell you who tomorrow is then, right? Lindsay Dreyer. Do you know that name? She is amazing. Yeah, you do because you listen to Mark Davison at the, uh, the, the forum. He, he, uh, she recently went through a, a rebrand, an upgrade with 1000 Watt. I saw hmm. this. And I, I reached out to her before that episode was over. I already had an email waiting for her when she got off going, I need to have you on my show. And she goes, well, what does that mean? And I said, it's just an interview. And we're going to talk about 1000 Watt. And what she's done is unbelievable. She has a brokerage in Washington, D.C., but she lives in New Hampshire where she was born and raised so she can raise her family there. She's running the brokerage completely from New Hampshire. Wow. They did $85 million last year. Small boutique brokerage. Wow. Yeah, pretty impressive. Wow, good. <clears throat> so great. it's a great show. You'll love it. Look forward to listening to it. Yeah, for sure. Um, oh. guys, for me, I um, wait, Sean. Yeah, one I, more thing. I'm gonna go crazy since this is already too long, and I've got my f- five year anniversary for the podcast coming up next week. And so I asked one of my f- previous guests, um, the fifth episode actually. Do you know who number five is, Todd? 
on the podcast. Carbon, right? Sean Carbon. Yeah, it is. So Sean's yeah. going to join me. We're going to reminisce and talk because Sean might be the only other guy I know who's listened to all 246 episodes. <laughs> He's your most loyal uh, listener, right? He's my most yes. loyal listener. So the two of us are going to get together this week and um, have a have fun talking yeah. about the We'll podcast. talk after. I'll send you a couple dates or a couple times times this week bill that's Perfect. one of the things on my list so and bill Perfect. thank you for an easy um, thank you for an easy I, gotcha not like sean thank you for an easy gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> guest number four uh, 212 uh, Todd, go. <laughs> third session of my uh realtor toolbox series for my cold banker chesapeake friends i, I said i've been doing a series guys i oh, did that's right. uh prospect we're doing it every other week. And so, uh, Mal, you'd like the topic of this one called Satisfying the Seller, Strategies to Get, Service, and Sell Listings. It's a two-part uh, series. So we'll do this Thursday all about like the, the why it's important to be a listing-focused agent and the, 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 the whole what to say to a seller before you get there. And we'll just lean into then what happens when you get to the house and then how to overcome objections and, you know, service techniques and things like that in the following session. And then I get to, to take my... Uh, clients that I've been been working with for the last eight or nine months um, should not have been this hard. Should not have been this difficult. I feel they've been troopers. They're 84 years old. Um, they uh, we had the house on the market before Thanksgiving. One of the first people to show it said, "Hey, you know, there's something. There's an issue in the basement." Brought it to their attention. They said, "We got to get this fixed." Went a little, you know, opened up, found out a little more issues. Got that fixed. Holidays. Got it back in contract. COVID hit, buyers backed out, mm. another buyer came in, decided they didn't really want the house, used the inspection to back out. Uh, so it's just one of those ones, Mal, that you're kind of rooting for the people to get to the closing table, excited because it's, you know, it's going to happen on Friday and they're, uh, they're moving from a 3,000 square foot house into a 1,300 square foot senior living apartment um, and heading nice. into two weeks of quarantine. Yes. So yeah. I love it. So God just one of those, uh, you know, one of, one of those stories that you don't, you know, it's never going to make the, uh, the back of Realtor Magazine as a, as a, you know, <laughs> luxury listing but it's just one of those ones you're rooting for the people so um and uh and then just uh you know had a great time with with my son the days are getting shorter uh, assuming brian is heading off to mississippi state here in a couple more weeks uh just enjoying that uh some more time with him so guys on behalf of uh anthony and todd and bill thanks for listening this is teardown